I've just quickly got an innocent who was on a minibus till about about three minutes ago, and he's just come into the studio. Now, every other week, thanks to him, we have touched upon a number of interesting topics from demystifying sexuality, rethinking diversity and inclusion, and looking at cycles and gaps in our life. Well, this is the last week now for Innocent Opinions, and this is the time that Innocent Matanga, co-founder of the Africa Centre Hong Kong and anthropologist, has decided to focus his attention on parenting on the in the 21st century. Let me welcome him back on the hot seat. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you. I'm Good. excited to be back. Good, and, uh, good to see you. you. Know, very interested in discussing parenting. Today. Okay, well, yeah. we are on Facebook Live. Yes, we are. It is there. And, and you can watch him on Facebook Live, uh, Live as well. So now, parenting. Tell me, yes. where do you want to start? Now, obviously, now, let me just get this clear. You're not a parent at the moment, not, are you? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but we have an African Kids Club with Africa Centre where okay. we hang out with, with kids and all this stuff. So you think you have a good insight? In um, <laughs> perhaps, you know. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, I was a child too. So I've been a child. So I've had parents too. And uh, I also see parents also, you know, uh, raising their own children. And as an anthropology person, we do read a lot of stories on parenting and all stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, right. I'll let you start and then I'll probably push in. I'm just going to adjust the um, Facebook. I think it's getting a little bit funny. We're having a little connection problem. But do. Right. So, what is your what is your whole thing about parenting? Then? For me, parenting, you know, the, 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 I believe that one of the most important thing as a parent or raising a child is having the child being aware of what intrinsic value is, being aware of, of, of you know, instead of just being caught up in symbols and how society sees certain people, how society sees certain things, uh, it is very, very important that a child grows up very, very aware of the actual true value of things a true value of something um you know uh you know let's let's take for example you know how usually at least my observation in hong kong how sometimes it happened you know you usually would see you know usually would see people who would say oh you know you you raise your you know you send your, your kid to, to a tutorial center for example and they're like oh my god i would i prefer this particular teacher instead of this other one and most of that is really uh is really related to 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 how they, they they see certain symbols in a way like oh this teacher is from the uk even if that teacher is not qualified mm. you know mm. even if teacher, that teacher is not the most qualified usually that's the one they would usually get and say okay Oh, because it's just what what people's assumption is about things. That yes, they just it's an think. assumption that okay, this this white guy, even it's not, not from the UK. Probably they don't even they don't not not only they don't have a teaching certificate, they probably can't even speak the language very well. But somebody yeah. would actually say, you know, I would rather not have a, uh, a, 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 an Indian guy, you know, than than you know, and and let me have this one who probably is from Ukraine, who doesn't probably be able to speak. So I think. It's a it's a it's a problem that grows, you know, kids growing up and then they begin to associate like, OK, this particular thing has value, but when it actually doesn't have value of its own. So that's why I really, really think that it is important, especially in this 21st century. And why the 21st century? Uh, largely because things are a lot more different now. People actually do to begin to appreciate what value is. You know, in the past, you could get away with anything in the past, you could get away, you know. You know, take the let's say the European powers when they're going around in, in India and in Africa in the past and they were doing all that uh, tragic things. You know, they could make profits, but 
is because at that particular point, value, real, real value, intrinsic value was not something that was really, really uh, appreciated. People were much more caught up into symbols. And that's why I really, really think that today it's very important that we start discussing for children, like, what is intrinsic value? Like, when you look at a person, when you look at, uh, uh, at a school, when you look at, uh, you know, deciding where your school, church to go to school, who their friend is, who is around them, what kind of teacher to get for your, for your kid, it is very important that we really look at the actual intrinsic value instead of a value that we are putting on it, uh, which, by the way, is not sustainable at all. But that is the value that we are putting on it. Then again, we are transferring some of our things to our children like yes, this. Yes, which is usually it? prejudice. That's how prejudice persists. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ha, this kid is only five years old. How come she had become racist? You know, this yeah. kid is only this. You know, how come it's like this? So in a way, it is those... Uh, things that we are passing down to them, mm. you know, those symbols like, oh, associate this with this, associate this with this, associate with this with this, without actually looking at what at something is worth. But then I suppose to what extent, I mean, you know, this this all comes back to this whole thing about nurture and nature, doesn't it? In terms of we can instill these values in children. And I know, you know, I've got two children and now they're like 27 and, and 25. Yeah. Um, you know, you can put as much uh, of an effort in instilling those values. They can live with all of that. But at the end of the day, I suppose, as they get older and also even when they get into, you know, schools, things like that, they're influenced so much by who's around them, you see. So that's that's kind of they're constantly being challenged aren't they it, it does i mean it, it's not like it, it does definitely that's that's the that's the sort of partly the beauty part oh that's the 21st century that we are in where we are faced i mean the, you know compared to the past children today have a more have a more chance to actually be able to 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 be challenged on their beliefs or on how they see particular things because they're friends from different backgrounds they're friends who come from here so this is what really i think they have more chance than let's say my parents or my grandparents my grandparents could grow up maybe be thinking like oh if a person uh if a person has a, a, a number of cows or camels it implies that this particular person is supposed to be respected like this mm. without actually looking at is this person really intrinsically are they worthy of some of that respect that they are giving to that person or are they just blindly worshiping based on those particular symbols mm -hmm. i think i think today they will be challenged mm -hmm. i think today they will be challenged but unfortunately you know, there's media adverts and all the stuff it there's does so many it does begin to say oh this is what's valuable this is you know look at look at in, even industries are trying to to adjust because it's not sustainable to to base on what society say oh this is how things need to be valued look at fast fashion today they're changing every day i don't know how many seasons they have at, uh, at some of <laughs> at, at some of at some of the, these fast fashion in, uh, companies you know some 50 something in a uh, seasons because they're trying they're realizing in the past you could say okay if if kim kardashian was a dress you know you were like oh my god i wait then i feel like i'm with some sort of value like Kim Kardashian, but that's not sustainable because two days later I'm gonna realize, ah, actually that dress that Kim Kardashian was wearing was, you know, they 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 polluted the environment. They did all that stuff to be able. They're like, no, I can't be that. Both people are really really questioning. So I don't think it's sustainable. So it's either you grow up to to really value what's okay. valuable. Okay. So then, how do we like? Okay, as if you had children tomorrow. Yes. Okay. And then this is something that you value and you want to make sure that you put into your children. How are you going to do that? Apart from you're going to just, you're going to be telling them, you're going to be uh, educating them as they go. Yes. But what else are you going to do to I think, make I think sure? when, I'm, when, I'm, when I make the decision to say, okay, my kids are going to go to this particular school. Okay. I make that decision very clear. I don't say, okay, you're going to, you know, uh, watch Swiss German International School because it's Swiss German International School, if there is anything like that, mm -hmm. you know. 
just, you know, because of the old associations with that particular school, but it's like, okay, what is my child actually like? And then what you prepare them for the future? I think thinking of it in that di direction is better. Because I always say to my friends, like, you know what, you go from one British boarding school, and then you move to go to another uh, famous British university, you might not be well prepared for the future than mm -hmm. a person who went to the university in the Philippines because they probably are much more prepared for the actual future than you are in terms of how you're going to interact with people, how you're going to see value. Because I can tell you there is no, people now are much more at work. Mm -hmm. People aren't just buying things like, oh, because you are, this is what this is. So I think from the day I decide, okay, which school they go to, I mean, we're going to have a discussion with the child, of course, but they have to understand like this is, perhaps the best place you should be going to school. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how do you also then, like, you know, for them to value some of these things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just said you're going to send maybe your child to some international schools. So you are actually then obviously choosing a school which has a good, re good reputation, which you may have to pay fees for and things I, like that. I will that. not really look at, no? at the rep reputation as the people see it. Okay. I will not just say this international school. Actually, I said the opposite. Is that I would look into it it's like, okay, if I want to have my child to be prepared for the future, especially in Hong Kong, for example, I'm like, okay, maybe this actually local school would rather prepare my child better yeah. and in, yeah. in a more equipped and they grow up with the real value inside instead Absolutely. of just a symbol that you came to That's an school. interesting point because, you know, I was talking to someone who has a child in um, a, a, a school, an international school, right? Yeah. And they said, and this is a number of parents who've said this, that these children were being brought up with kind of um, very sort of, um, you know, without being insulting, very kind of westernized views in yes, terms that's the of... Problem. And it was all about me, me, me. Yes. So, and then when the kids who were going in the Chinese school had actually got these values about the family, about the duty, about other things which were kind of very valuable in their life. Yeah. But suddenly the ones who were going in these other schools just did not really think about that. It was a very self-centered sort of approach to, to, to life. To life. It's my life. Which, I'm going to do what I want. Which, in my view, that very, very self-centered approach, it's not sustainable, especially today, where in the past, of course, you could say, oh, capitalism, this and that, and, that stuff. Mm -hmm. and then people were very, very self-centered, but it's much more different. I wouldn't go for the, like, the extreme and the extreme, like, okay, more family, more what. I think a school for me, which probably hires diverse teachers mm -hmm. of all kinds, not just color, in many different ways, but, uh, thought, diversity of thought being the most important, you know, I think that would be the best place to be saying, okay, this is where my kid has to be probably going to school, because they can come out thinking like oh my god i'm the superior one in the society because i went to this i can't yeah. think like yeah, that I went and to absolutely this particular you go school. to private and then, schools everywhere and like let me give you an example you know like kids some of the kids have domestic workers at home most of them you ask them like oh so where's your where's your where's your domestic worker from oh maybe I'm indonesia philippines they don't even know mm -hmm. i'm like because you've associated this domestic work as with the low value then you will not be able yeah, to get yeah. the best out of what you should be getting and if they don't respect case. if they don't respect the people around them and that includes their maid and and i just say i, I mean to tell you the truth i see lots of um lots of children with maids and things like that and you know the children are spending a lot of time with these ladies you know yes and so we owe them a lot we we owe them an awful a lot, lot, a lot, seriously. Because and I've only seen loving ones. I've only seen really lovely ones who are treating the children lovely. You know, they've not got parents around them or anything like that, anyone watching them. But yeah. I've only seen, honestly, I've not come across anyone where I've seen, say, a child not being treated well by a maid. By a maid, yes. Yeah. It, it, it's sad because people have a tendency, like, oh, how much are they being, getting paid? Oh, 5,000 something? Oh, that means they are worth this particular value, which mm. is a ridiculous way of looking mm. at things. That's how we grow our kids. 
to become like. Let me give you a very classic example in the idea that, oh, people always like say, okay, women are mostly underpaid. Sometimes people will say, oh, so we should get more women to do engineering, to do science, to do all that stuff. It, that's very good. But the very, very issue, the issue, the fundamental problem is not because women are less in those particular industries. The fundamental problem is what whatever a woman touches, people look down upon it. Teaching, for example, especially in the areas where I came from, it used to be dominantly a male thing. And then when there were more women teaching in that, and then people were like, oh, then it's less of a value. You know, I, I have of the view that usually what women touches and then somehow they think, oh, that should be less. Or if there's going to be more women in engineering, I can guarantee that people would start thinking oh, it's, less of a, it's less of an important field than actually it is. It's the same thing. You know, they see women in domestic work who are doing that. You know, they say, oh, you're doing housework. They're like, oh, that must be less. Yeah. You know? Even as far as sports. I mean, suddenly if you yes. see a, a football match that's going on and it's women, well, suddenly there will be men and other people, even children who say, oh, no, it's just a women's world. They think it's less. It's less. The, the, less less attendance, less even the people who are putting the commercials on there, they could ah, we pay less for this because it's women. Yeah. Whatever a woman touches, and then people think it's less because people have a very this very ridiculous way of looking at value of how you look at things, which associate with certain symbols which have been passed down to us. Mm. And for me, I think that is not sustainable. If you raise a child like that, who think like, oh yeah, you know, oh women this, oh this particular group and all that stuff, I'm telling you it's not sustainable in the future. They won't be able to win. There the is, I suppose, a kind of very traditional cultural element too in certain in certain um, societies where men are automatically kind of put up on a pedestal and, and, and you know, the way they're treated because, yes. like, I know certainly within my culture and, uh, you know, it is that sometimes the boy in the family is given a lot more importance. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're having sort of problems with the Facebook, so sorry about that if you're trying to sort of tune in. Yeah, so the boy is given a lot of importance and um, and then even as far as like, he'll come home and sit at the table and wait for his food and then the woman is the one who's going to serve it yes. but then you just think well actually you know I brought up my son and I said listen you do, you do the washing you do this because someday you might have to stand up and support your wife who needs to go out and you might have to look after the house so just remember that you know it, it is important it is important that when they are raising kids they need to be doing that not because uh, it's like oh do the other dirty work like that if we're gonna have what's it's not. It's not a secret. Men, men are still are still running the world. Men are still in power, mm. despite you know, oh, prime minister, who is a woman and stuff. Men are still in power. So if we don't have little boys who don't grow up to actually empathize and actually be able to to actually engage in some of the work that people are doing, they will never see the value of it mm. because they always associate. You ask them, do you know how to do it? They don't, yeah. you know, but they'll never see the value of it. So it's very important that they start doing it and so, actually be able so to So how were you brought up? How was, can you look back and think about what your mum said? Because I know uh, we had a conversation mm. once and you said your mum has trained you well to be very diplomatic and very <laughs> careful. So your mum is obviously a very smart woman here, but like, can you think of instances in your own childhood where... Well, you know, I was largely raised by a single mother. So mm -hmm. um, I was in a way lucky in some way in the idea that I didn't have to experience all that patriarchal ideas of how the child has to be raised. I mean, I used to see people, and my father died when I was young. I used to see all these men, a bunch of men who comes to my mother and they say, oh, you know, like, oh, we should teach you how to raise your kids, you mm. know. And she had it. She would really stand on it. And then she, you know, and then we used to make changes. My, my, my brother is cooking today. I'm washing the dishes. And then the other time is me. And then the other time is me. And then when, you know, and then, you know, growing up and having to do all that stuff and when you're in the farm, so there wasn't like, oh, so if 
in the kitchen, uh, in the farm, or there was there wasn't like the idea that oh this one is more superior than the other. Yeah. In the, yeah. So I think I, just work. I just <laughs> appreciate things for what they are, for after intrinsically are not what society, what value society puts on them. Okay, mm -hmm. now if you go back to say like children now, given the age that we are in right now with technology around us, with yes. people earning reasonable amounts, I mean look at Hong Kong. You know we have some very I'm sure we have some very privileged people out there, young people who perhaps don't have a clue about sometimes if they step out of Hong Kong, they'd see that actually things are, are pretty rough outside, you know. Yes. So how do you say if you are reasonably well off um, and you've got children, how do you think, like I know as a mother how I do it, but how do you think that you can control those kind of things around them? Things like technologies and stuff. And yeah, all technology changes. and yeah, also the yeah. value of money yeah, and yeah. being able to get out there. Like if you don't, ha if you have enough money, you don't need to go and get a job. You don't need to survive. But how do you? How would you say that you get that value of money across to them and the value of what it means? You know, just the piece that you have. Um, one, one, two things. One, uh, one thing I observed when I came to Hong Kong was that. Every time you see a child, at least my observation, 20 meters or something around, 20 meters radius around there, there is an adult that's around that's mm -hmm. watching that kid. It might be a helper, it might be the mother, it might be the father, it might be anybody. It's usually there's somebody else. The opposite, when I grew up, they kick out of their place, like, hey, go play with the others. Mm -hmm. And then they sort of, from day one, they give you that independence to start already exploring on one. You get hurt. Then I'm like, oh my God, call the ambulance. Like, ha, ah, that's part of growing, you know. And then you got, so, so the idea was that, you know, I'm not saying go to the extreme or to the extreme, but mm -hmm. that to be aware that there are different forms of parenting across the, across the world mm -hmm. would be very, very important in this. And then from day one, they grow up to be independent instead of just controlling them and controlling them and so watching them. So that radius, them maybe that radius has yes. to be a little bit bigger in terms of you letting go a little Letting bit. them. And then they be, grow up to be confident, secure people. Because at the moment, if they grow up being washed and all this stuff, they're not confident, they're not secure. And even in making their own decisions they are usually shaky so if you know you, you know like okay you got the technological whatever you have you don't have to be worried if the kid is grown up to realize their own response they are very much responsible for their own life than the parents and all the stuff so it's very important to give them that freedom mm -hmm. uh, otherwise i don't i don't i see people who are insecure growing up and what do you think about the freedom of giving them the choice about what they want to do as they get older, obviously? Because there is obviously, I think that's within all of our cultures in terms of, okay, we need to make sure he goes into university, he gets an engineering degree or he does this or that, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to do something else. So where do you draw the line there? Where do you say that, no, you need to do this? There's basic education. Mm -hmm. primary secondary school yeah, you need a solid foundation these ones are important this is where a parent jumps in but when somebody's like 18 mm -hmm. i think at this particular point they would have gathered up on what they are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing in their life even if they make mistakes i mean, yeah they, i think they mistakes make mistake are a change. part of it that's yeah? it i think people learn from their mistakes and they yes. are good to me let them let them yeah. make mistakes because of this thing of protecting kids i've i've met people who would have never lied in their lives who mm -hmm. have never made a mistake in their life let them make mistakes and let them come in while they are 20 you know by 20 they make mistake for two years 22 maybe they figure out things instead of having people who are 40 years and they are just confused about life all the time you know i think that's sad Mm -hmm. It's much better. Let them let them do whatever you want. You think you want to be an artist? Go ahead and do it. If you think, lots of, I mean, it goes back to this whole thing of kind of tiger mums, doesn't it? In terms of, I mean, people want to control, right? People yeah. people have that tendency to want to control things, but it doesn't help. What you control wants to go out, and in the way, in in the end, they are not they themselves. So it's very important that I think you give them that freedom, and then they they go out and they do what they need to do. If them let them make mistakes, without mistakes, 
that is no life. Mm-hmm. Did you make mistakes then? Well, I, I have. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I finished university, high school, I didn't know what I want to be a doctor. I want to be this, you know. And then in the end, what am I doing? You know, very, very different things. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's very important that you give them the chance to make mistakes. I know people want to control, but I don't think it's the best approach personally. Yeah, yeah I think you know, with children, it varies. Like you know, and the decisions you make, obviously, you but you base them on obviously pressures that you get from family, pressures that you get from outside. Yeah. But I think it is much more challenging, certainly in the 21st century, both for parents and for children. Yes, you know. it is. In the 21st century, it's very important that you you give them that because there is so much information there. They get influenced by Cardi B more than you if you're not, you know. So it's it, there is so much information. There's so much happening out there that you can't control. It's impossible. The world that the kids are, are living and the world that the, the you know these the older adults are living is the, different. It's okay. different. So it's very important that we sort of listen and pay I, attention to what I think doing. one of the, I think we should probably end on this thing that, you know, the importance, this is from, I'm talking as a mother now, mm-hmm. um, the importance of actually talking to your children. It's, it you see, because there is this thing of like lots of people got mobile phones and things like that and our heads stay down on our mobile phones but it's really really important that no matter what age your child is you must always talk to them there must be a channel of communication they must see you as a friend to be able to confide in you and to talk to you but parents parents in most cases sometimes parents just yeah. look they don't really yeah. have a conversation they just want to yeah. instill yeah. their own ideas yeah. but the conversation is not really no. Very much, very listening to each other sometimes. And that is the important thing, that no matter what you do, you need to be able to speak to your children and try and bring a rapport where it's where it's much more of a friendly rapport with your children. I know I've got kids and, and they will kind of ring me up and, and they're in the UK, but they'll ring me up and they'll say, oh, I'm just really worried about this and this. So they do still come and talk. And I think talking is essential. It is. I think it's leave your mobile phone alone. (laughs) That's right. You know, because that's it. Good. Listen, Innocent, it has been absolutely wonderful to have you on the program to do these things. I'm afraid our Facebook thing seems to have collapsed. Our Wi-Fi seems to be going a bit funny here in the studio at the moment. So um, we will still have the podcast available to everybody if they want to tune in. But thank you very much for these wonderful sessions. And I wish you luck. I wish you luck when you have children too. I am waiting. I'm sure they're going to go back to this and and listen. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. And good luck to you. All right.